Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Here we fucking go. Oh, yeah. G2, baby. Yeah, it was always it was going to happen one of these days. <laughs> Have we done G1? And now it has. No. <laughs> no, it's okay. We can skip right to G2. Yeah, I've seen this movie more than G1. Um, hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Gremlins 2. The new batch. Uh, the new batch. Yeah, that's what they are. Mm-hmm. That's... Yep. <laughs> that's... Man. You talking about putting Hulk Hogan, professional wrestler turned actor turn cultural icon in the movie where he break the fourth wall of the movie he's in by talking to the audience. You, sir, are a raging psychopath. Don't let this down. Take that away from you. My goodness. (laughs) What a picture. Holy moly. Vincent, our Patreon producer. Thank you, Vincent. Thank you. Vincent gave us a list to choose from. We originally chose a a different film, but I couldn't fucking find it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, I want to. It's, it's interesting. We picked the burbs initially. We yeah. were going to do the burbs. So, we, but instead we did this, which is also a Joe Dante film. And there's a couple of people from the burbs who have cameos in this movie. That's true. But it was pretty fucked up that the burbs isn't available. Yeah. Online. That's weird. Fucks me up. I might have to buy a, a DVD. Do I need to of buy that? a DVD of the burbs? Maybe I do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this isn't the Burbs. This is Gremlins Two. It's Gremlins Two. Uh, I like I I've only seen Gremlins One like once in my life. Really, Gremlins Two I've seen plenty of times. I, yeah, I watched the first one a bunch. We had it on VHS. Uh, See, we had this on VHS. I mean, or rather, my friend did. So we watched this a bunch. I and, have also uh, I have also seen this movie a lot, but I hadn't seen it recently. Like it, it had been. Several years since I'd seen this, um, so I, you know, obviously everybody remembers how fucking out of its mind this movie is. It's celebrated for being just jack shit crazy, uh, right. but like sitting down to watch it again, like I had actually managed to forget a, a few things about how fucking oh, yeah. wild this well, movie is. Because your brain is. like protects you from it, you know. Well, yeah, I this is hands might be my favorite sequel ever made. Yeah, like I, a, I love the vibe of this sequel where it's just like fuck it, <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna it's make an a amazing... sequel that parodies the first film. Yeah, it's an amazing sequel about how corporate futurism is ushering in the surveillance state mm-hmm. and is right. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. it, it, every piece, not every piece of satire, but every uh satirical thing this movie says about corporate structure and capitalism is ju- is just a thing we accept as being fine today. Yep. This movie is about something. <laughs> uh and that that I wish oh, I, for that some more news movie. I wish I paid more attention to this movie 
because in watching it, I immediately was like, oh my God, this is about something. Because it starts with the Chinatown in New York uh, that becomes, I believe, the Fox studio very quickly. Yeah. I, 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 this, I, I know this was shot in Los Angeles. I'm almost certain Nakatomi Tower is the tower. I'm not. Yes. I, I'm not certain. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, you see like the little, the little crazy gremlin is sitting on top of a, a model of the building that's supposed to be Clamp Tower, and it's very clearly Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, which is, the reason why is because that's the Fox Plaza. They're just shooting where they work. Um, it's also for people who don't know, the base of it is where the radio station from Airheads is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. But uh, uh, anywho. Um, so it starts with D- Daniel Clamp, who's a, a real estate ghoul from New York, yeah, who may or may not be a Donald Trump type, yeah, uh, is wants to bulldoze Chinatown and create this new plaza, this very futuristic new one, and of course this old man with the with the uh, with the gremlin, with the mogwai, it, with the gizmo, yeah, with the gizmo, with the Howie Mandel mm-hmm. is uh, is the last holdout. He dies. Uh, and they bulldoze it over and Gizmo gets kidnapped. And it's that right away is the idea of like, look at this old built in ar- architecture getting replaced by like boring beige futurist architecture. And like, that is a problem. You know, you walk around a city now and you're like, man, remember when we had like gargoyles and shit? Yeah. Like what happened? You yeah. know, you remember when cities were like vibrant and had like a personality and everything wasn't just designed to be sleek. It, it's yeah. also um, commenting on just the nature of gremlins Two existing. Cause like, yes, when we, is. when we last left gizmo, he was living happily ever after. Like the whole point was gizmo was not meant to be in, in out in the world. Like it's, he, it's right. mogwais or magical creatures that can't be trusted with, with people because people are irresponsible and can't take care of him. So he's safely back with the shop owner and living happily ever after, as far as that last movie was concerned. And then this movie is a bunch of uh, Wall Street ghouls, like media ghouls, corporate bean counters, bursting in, knocking the building down, and dragging Gizmo out of there. Yeah. So it's, it's just about, like, we're making a sequel to Gremlins, you fucker. Yeah, it's about, they talk about it a few times, they're like, isn't it great when business and art merge? Yeah. And that's what they're talking about. Yeah. It's it's a very deliberate film. Yeah. Uh, every, it, it, yeah, every piece It's about it. how, like, the unique of this world the unique and and well crafted of this world is always eventually bulldozed and the what's remaining gets pulled out and and uh, commercialized yeah it, he literally and the gremlins kind of represent the revenge of that like yeah uh, this, the, that eventually gets squashed out yeah the, that sort of gleeful anarchic spirit um yeah and like clamp at the end is literally like looking at gizmo and saying i see a doll with suction cup hands yes yeah. Surprisingly, Clamp isn't portrayed as a monster. I read about he's that. He's portrayed more of like a force of nature. He's really naive. It's like he doesn't... Yeah. Re- and that's... Which still is authentic to the satire because he doesn't... He's completely aloof. He doesn't even consider that what he's doing might be bad. Yeah, um, what they do... So what they do is... And this is a very common trope, is they have the billionaire every time a good thing is proposed to them, they frame it like a headline. Which yes. is a big, yeah, that's such a trope. 
where it's like, billionaire saves city. I see it now. So it's for him, it's all about the headlines. It just happens that that coincides with doing good things. Yeah. Um, and what I read about um, that portrayal uh, was that that's not how the character was written. The character was written as a villain. Um, well, yeah, because his name is Clamp, and their their logo is a clamp crushing, crushing the world. Crushing the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, the actor, John Glover, decided to play it this way, and apparently Joe Dante agreed with it. Because from what I read, he said it just made the because the film is, you know, it is about something and it is a pretty incisive uh, satire. Um, yeah, but it is also really light and it's like a, just a big Looney Tunes cartoon, which they they let yeah, you know right off. It begins with a Looney Tunes. Begins yeah. with a Looney Tunes cartoon. They actually got Chuck Jones out of retirement to direct that. Yeah, um, that's so amazing. Joe Dante felt that like lightening up Clamp was probably better just to make the movie kind of lighter because it's it's not yeah, it's not really is, a super dark movie unlike the first one which is dark as shit yeah which is interesting because this movie doesn't have villains like technically the gremlins are villains um but they make them very fun in fact they're sympathetic they just want to live yeah they just want to live yeah. and that's the whole that's the tragedy of this movie the they they have the doctor from voyager and, and Robert they, Picardo, he gets, yeah. Yeah, he gets the villain ending, which is to say he gets raped by a gremlin. No, he uh, doesn't. He res- Oh, he, he's into it. Yeah, he decides he's to fuck it. that gremlin. Right, but is that is that is that um what's it called? Uh fuck. With the kidnappers. Uh oh, Helsinki or Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm, thank you. Maybe. Is that Stockholm syndrome? Maybe. Cuz he's like he knows it's going to happen no matter what, so he might as well he might as well like cozy up to the idea of penetrating a gremlin. Sure. But yeah, uh yeah, you could interpret that in multiple ways. Yeah. Um it's He's of, definitely assaulted before that cuz he's covered in lipstick. It's one of the weird ass jokes that movies constantly did in this time period. Oh yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it's like a cartoon. It's it's Roger Rabbit, a man. Yeah, exactly. Like it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and so <laughs> the point being that there isn't yeah, there isn't a clear villain and I do think if Clamp was a villain, that probably would have not made I think it would have made it worse because you ex- fully expect him to be a villain. Yeah. And the people around him like th- this is actually what makes it really good because it's accidentally a commentary on people like Elon Musk. Yeah. Who I don't think Elon Musk like I don't think he he for the most part, for the most part, I don't think he directly goes mohahaha, I will fire these people or I'm going to do this. It's that he's a fucking child. You, like that's the problem is that he has he doesn't he thinks he's really am- amazing and smart. And he's not, and he's more aloof, and he gets bored really quickly, and he's like a bulldozer through through lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And he has a big ego. I'm not saying he's a good guy, Elon Musk, and I'm. I don't want like I don't think rich people are particularly sympathetic, but they do this thing where it's like everybody around Clamp is like, we can't decorate our offices. Like it's all very like it's dystopian. This office, uh, yeah. and they're all like scared of Clamp. And then when you meet Clamp. It's very clear that he's just he just has so much power that he like it's actually a it's a better message where it's like even the nicest billionaire is still a tyrant. You're, you're you so know what I mean? yeah, you're so insulated by the by power. Yeah. 
Um, uh, and and so it actually makes it better that he's not a villain. I love all the stuff about like grind culture in this too. Like the character yeah. Mar- Marla is constantly obsessing over productivity. Like at the end, when right. they when they talk to her, it's like she, she's on that she's going to be on the news. And like, so what, what can you say happened? She's like, oh, it was it was unbelievable. It was so horrifying. The loss of productivity. <laughs> like we yeah. had to, we had to literally stop working. Uh, and then they do that thing where they. Um, the, the, the bad guy from the burbs is taking a secret smoke break um, yep. and they find it, find him on camera. And Robert Picardo is like, that's an unauthorized break. You're fired. Amazon literally fucking does that. Yeah. Like, so it's so it's. And again, the high tech. This was before its time because the idea is the building is overly automated, right? And so they do like they do this. And none of it works correctly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they do stuff where it's like, oh, the lights shut off automatically. You got to jiggle around. Oh, the automatic doors don't work. Everything is built for efficient efficiency, and so it doesn't work. And that reminds me of the Tesla. Yeah, the the Tesla car where it's like, how do you even open it? How do you open the glove box? Oh, you got to go on the screen and like press this button. Yeah, it, it's this this tech pro world that they nailed without even knowing where yeah. everything is supposed to be technologically advanced, and it it just doesn't to, yeah, work. And to, in the end, all it takes is some gremlins pulling the fucking plug. Yeah, and it's to the um to the point where it's like the it's just technology for the sake of technology. Like it's like we've already yeah. pointed out it it actually hinders productivity. It's not terribly functional, but it's super high right. tech. Yeah, it's, uh, like, like it's this movie should not still be relevant. <laughs> yeah, As, this is a movie that's just—it's like Super Mario Brothers, yeah. where you look at it a little longer and you're like, "Oh fuck, Man. this is about something," yeah. and it's something relevant. And today. it's something that has only gotten worse, like so worse to the point that this isn't really satire. Like the the moments that are yeah. supposed to be satire, like the guy getting fired for taking an unauthorized break—that shit is just real life now. Yeah. It, this is Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Like this is because uh, yeah, this is because Jeff Bezos, if you've ever like listened to an interview with him, he just sounds like a dude and he's just so like laid back. But then of course he's running this horrifying empire. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what clamp is, is that like, if you meet him, it's like, yeah, he's personable. You know, there's a reason millionaires uh, or billionaires are like, there's a reason they, they like uh, it certainly isn't hard work and talent, but there's a reason they got by because they're probably a, a fairly charisma nice is involved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, also a diamond mind or an sorry, em- an, an emerald, emerald mind. mind. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying charisma for Elon. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not necessary to no, have charisma. No. Sometimes all um, you need is billions of dollars of generational yeah. wealth. <laughs> yeah. To become a billionaire. Yeah. Um, or to invest in banks, but online. But yeah, to, just, uh, yeah. to just buy your way onto boards and then be like, I invented this. Anyhow. Yeah. So, but like the portrayal, again, the portrayal of Clamp, it would have been so much easier for them to make him a villain. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just better because he's still, he's still a villain. Yeah. He's just not a bad person mm-hmm. is the idea, you know? Yeah. It's, he's an amalgamation of, uh, you know, a lot of people, but like the two primary figures of that time were uh, Donald Trump and Ted Turner. Um, yeah. And he's definitely more Ted Turner. Yeah. It, and he's fascinating. The portrayal. Yeah. This actor, he, he makes the movie so much more interesting Yeah, uh, because of that, because no, he's, he's like a child and in he, he's just, he's wrecking up the place, but he's, he means well. 
Uh, and it's an interesting mm-hmm. version. Yeah. And then everybody is so tightly wound around him that, like, yeah, the um, the boss who's just smoking, she, like, the moment Clamp compliments our main character, she wants to fuck him. Yeah. Uh, because she's just so attracted to the idea of power. She wants to, yeah. That this is someone that power touched. Yeah. That's it. And she's like, that's enough for me. Yeah, that's it. Like, she's talking to, like, he just comes over to Billy's workstation. He's like, that's a really nice painting. What's your name? Bill. Bill, great work. See, this is what this, we need more work like this. And she, she takes that brief encounter. You know, for all she knows, Clamp is going to forget his name as soon as he yeah. leaves the room. But she's like, this is it. This, I'm going to ride your coattails to the top. This yeah. means we're going to get our own offices. And yeah. Yeah. There's also, <laughs> Tom, there's also messages about COVID in this movie which is that when the outbreak happens people still work yeah um this is uh depending on your conspiracy theories this are uh, this is about a lab that uh accidentally run by christopher lee uh <laughs> that accidentally creates this situation um a leak at the lab yep well and it uh and it uh <laughs> infiltrates the building and it takes for people are still like working through it yeah. in a little bit yeah and they have to like evacuate eventually but like it, it's it, it's and and there's this cover-up idea there's this idea of downplaying it mm. um and one reporter dracula yeah uh yep leaking it uh there's <laughs> and this trump-like figure trying to keep it under wraps yeah it's like shit man <laughs> It's uh Shit. yeah. Gremlins. <laughs> God damn Gremlins too. Yeah. Um yeah. That's interesting about Christopher Lee. First of all, incredible that he's in this movie. <laughs> yes. Well, all right, both incredible and not. Right. Cuz I you could go to Christopher Lee, I feel like, and he's, pitch him this movie yeah. and he'd be like, "Ah, oh, a creature of feature. Of course, another I've creature film." Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you look at Christopher Lee, you know, as distinguished and legendary and iconic a performer as he was, it's it's kind of like Denzel Washington. You look at his filmography, it's like, "Oh, you make mostly schlock." Okay. Right. Um, it's like Orson Welles being in Transformers where you hear <laughs> interviews where he's like kind of okay with it. Yeah, where he's okay. like, "Interesting. I'm 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 <laughs> It's a battle of robots. Okay. I, I play this giant robot who yeah. wants power. Um, but Christopher Lee apparently was like the opposite from the, I just did a briefly looking up this movie because I was became fascinated with it all over again. Yeah. Um, and he had the opposite thing happen uh, with uh, that happened with John Glover and, and his portrayal of Clamp where he wanted to. He, he assumed because it was kind of like a lighter kind of kids movie that he was going to come in and play play it lighter. But Joe Dante was like, no, 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 no. Do Mad Scientist. <laughs> so yeah. he's just full on Mad Scientist in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I love I love how they handle it where they're like, we're not going to renew your lease. I just love how this building just has a Mad Scientist yeah. uh, floor. It, it's so good. There's there's so many small lines related to that uh, yeah. uh, with like where Robert Picardo is like. Oh, it's he says like the Billy brings up like um, the genetics lab or something, and then uh, Clamp is like, "Oh, you see what I mean? Like, why do we have to have?" Ge-? It's like I, we could we could have put two shrinks and a plastic surgeon in there. Yeah, oh, so good. <laughs> you wanted to put this yeah. gene crap in there, and then yeah, when they come down and meet him, and they're all like fleeing because all the gremlins are loose in there. Like, it's so funny with Robert Picardo just being like, "We're not. You're, right. you're this. They've always been a troubling, a troublesome tenant. Your lease is not being renewed." <laughs> but again, the so good. Christopher Lee is also not portrayed as a villain. No, in, in the sense he's a villain in the sense that he's testing on animals and yeah. he's doing his work is a bastard's work. 
Um, but like he's he he's very much like, what have I done? Yeah, I didn't mean to do this. Yeah. I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> there are things he man was not meant to splice. Yeah, that's what he yeah, says. Yeah. And and he's it's the idea of again business taking this industry and being like, yeah, you can be in our building and like. It's about the machine. Yeah, is the villain taking something is that the, was organic? Uh, yeah, and, and all the cogs are—they're yeah. all nice people, but they're part of this system where yeah. they're like, "I need to leave space in this building." They're like, "Yeah, why not?" You know, we're not discriminating. And it's the but, the I feel like the gremlins sort of represent creativity and our an artistry. Yep, because here's the, here's the thing. So. There's two characters that I want to point out: Christopher Lee mm-hmm. and Dracula. Uh, yeah, whatever. Who's it is. who's that? Yeah, I forget. Uh, I I I'm, I don't remember the actor's name. He's also in Last Action Hero. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot. He is. They both represent old Hollywood, specifically old horror. Yeah. Uh, and Christopher Lee is where the Gremlins, the lab, that it all comes from. So it is like it's the revenge of like old classic Hollywood. Mm-hmm. In a way. And, and then the Dracula is the guy who, like, uh, helps save the day, who's reporting on it. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that he aspires. Like, they're like, I'm going to make you a reporter. And he's like, that's great. And I'm like, it won't be great soon. But <laughs> sure, have fun while yeah. it lasts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting that he also has the line, like, you know, he's he's sort of like at Elvira or something where he hosts, like, a late night horror program. And he's like, ah, they pushed me to, like, 3.30 where nobody cares. And then it's like... He says, um, we can't show any of the good movies because Mr. Clamp hates black and white. He only wants to show movies that are in color. So it's, again, this disconnect between the actual creativity and artistry that goes into making a film and then what the studio, what the bean counters want. It's like, well, we just want another Gremlins. Like, well, I sort of felt like Gremlins is a complete story. (laughs) Like, we want another Gremlins, okay? Okay, Uh, (laughs) you want to market the shit out of this, I see. Yeah, yeah, because that's what they want. They want to make it kid-friendly and more marketable and more fun. And, like, we've seen this happen to other things. Yeah. Like, you could argue, as as good as a movie it is, that's what Terminator 2 is. Mm -hmm. Because they're like, oh, put a kid in there, you know? Make it something the kids will like. It is just a a soft reboot of Terminator. Like, it's the same movie again. Um it's amazing. Yeah, it's one of but the best like, movies ever made. Is, <laughs> yeah, but when you look at it on paper, you can see like the cynicism behind it uh, of of rebooting it, of mm-hmm. sequeling it. James Cameron just went the other way with it. He didn't go the nihilist route that Joe Dante went. What's interesting went. is one last little tidbit I want to share um, yeah. is that this movie, they greenlit a sequel to Gremlins as soon as the first one came out, obviously, because it was a huge hit. Um, but Joe Dante said, no, uh, it's, you know, he said, I felt like this is a complete story. I don't think there's any reason to do a sequel that, that can't be any good. So they, this spent like several years because Gremlins was 84, I believe. So it was from most of the eighties where this was sort of kind of swirling around in development hell where they couldn't get anybody on board. And they finally came back to Joe Dante and he only agreed to do it if they would give him complete creative control. He was like, yeah, let me do whatever I want. And they said, that is fine. So they don't even care that he is roasting Warner Brothers this entire right. movie. They just, they, they just they wanted a Gremlins too. Yeah, exactly. They wanted to be able and to sell more Gremlin dolls. <laughs> that's sort of how this movie ends, where he's like, I see them as dolls. And he makes this big deal with um, yeah. the main character. Yeah. And the main character is just sort of like smirking it off. Like, sure, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because that's what it is. Is 
the, the, the clamp really represents Warner Brothers here. Yeah. Where he's just excited. He's excited for a business opportunity. That's it. He just sees money. Uh, he doesn't care how. He sees a product. Right. Yeah. And you think, all right, so Gremlins 3 is on IMDb. It mm-hmm. is presumably happening. I guarantee uh, that it will be Return to Dark. And we maybe a winky, a wink to the camera reference to Gremlins 2. Mm. Like, I, I think it's very funny to me that Gremlins 3 will probably do the thing that Gremlins 2 is making fun of. Uh, I'm sure That's it will. That's my guess. I'm sure yeah. it will, which is a shame. It won't be Joe Dante, you know? Maybe. It, I don't know. Um, I don't know what he's if been it's up Joe to. Dante, there's a chance that it'll fall into good hands and they'll understand mm-hmm. the, the, what happened here. But my my guess, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on it being completely. It's like how they're going to remake um, Starship Troopers, but unironically, uh, like that's still in the works. And I have a feeling that might fall apart. Um, or like when they rebooted RoboCop. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, it's a serious movie. And it's like, no, I feel like you missed the point. It never was. Yeah, I, I have a suspicion Gremlins 3 might miss the point, too. Yeah. Which, because man, this. I really can't, like, we, we mentioned Terminator 2, but I really do think that Gremlins 2 might be the greatest sequel ever made. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Terminator 2, the, the, the cops are in this. The cops. Did you notice that? Well, okay, sorry, the cop. So in Terminator 2, or no, not a cop. I'm sorry, the prison guard. The, the, inst- the asylum, because the one who gets the finger through the thingy through the face, because that was played by twins, because oh, the T-1000 has yeah. to assume him. Yeah, it's it's two people, and they play Christopher Lee's assistant in this. Yeah, who's the 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 uh, uh, implication is that he's cloned himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's also is... there's also a fun. There's there's a lot of cameos in this movie. Um, right, the janitor is played by Hitler. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that that it was Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's actually John Aston. But yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had a Hitler mustache. And he I was sure like, did. Yeah, that- Jeff Jerry Goldsmith is at the yogurt stand. <laughs> um, obviously, Leonard Malton and Hulk Hogan uh, yep. in meta cameos. Um, um, tra- oh, um, this isn't really a cameo just because he wasn't really famous yet. But Dean Norris is the SWAT team guy that shoots the dead gremlin on the ground. Of course he is. That's Dean Norris is always the SWAT team guy. Such a fucking Dean Norris move. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, I want to like, talk sorry, about Hulk sir, Hogan moved. real quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Hulk Hogan. Because the move they pull is straight out of. Um, it's really funny because I was thinking, imagine seeing this in theaters. They fake out the film burning. Yes. And then the gremlins come up. That must have been fucking awesome in theaters because you would have genuinely thought the film burnt. Yeah. Uh, they they didn't want to let him do it, so he had to yeah. he had to arrange a a screening specifically to see whether or not this joke would work or whether people would actually get up and leave. Um, right. And obviously it worked because it's still in the movie. Yeah, because even if people started getting up to leave, there's not enough time. There's not enough like, time, right. But it is like legitimately because <laughs> you're not well, like the movie's it, been it, wacky up to this point, but it hasn't like stepped outside of it itself. It smashes the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of another movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yep. Uh, that smashes the fourth wall as, as well. And in a way that you don't expect, and it's this exact same beat, which obviously everything everywhere took it from Gremlins, uh, but it's just very funny that this is now in art house films, in films that we're like, 
in love with. Yeah. Um, the part that baffles me, and I know why he's in it, but I also kind of don't know why he's in it, is when then Hulk Hogan has to restart the film. It's like, why are you in this? I, I mean, I get that. Again, he, it's just as many cameos as possible. This is about the Disney-fication of Gremlins. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, why not throw in Hulk Hogan, you know? Yeah, why not? And there's, you know, they needed a tough guy. He was very, very famous, but probably still affordable. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is... Uh, if you remember, and you probably do, since you said you watched this on VHS, they changed that gag for VHS. Did they? I yeah, don't remember. It's um because I'm not sure exactly why. I guess they just should because change it for the digital copy. They should. Um, I, from what I understand, both versions are on DVDs now. Uh, but like, right. rather than having the film break in a theater, they have the Gremlins fuck with your VCR. Yeah, and that's start great. Changing the channel, and then it actually, they wind up changing the channel into an old John Wayne movie. I think it's Chisholm. Um, oh, wow. And he ends up shooting them and they get like a John Wayne sound alike to, to provide his voice in that scene. And then, then the movie That's resumes. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. So they actually changed it for VHS so that it would actually look like the hashtag, VHS breaking. Hashtag update Gremlins 2. Yeah. I want a version where like, I want it for whatever it's streaming on. I want it to seem like an error, a streaming error. Um, and then like, I don't know, fucking, yeah, just have, have like the, the fucking Paul Hollywood from British breakoff have to deal with the gremlins. Uh, I want that. Yeah. I want that for gremlins too. Yeah. Dave, this movie is so good. There's, it's so good. All right. So we've, we've talked a lot about like the content of the film, but what I, yeah, you know, like what it's about and like its themes and the way it's executed. I love how fucking chaotic this movie is. It's so like Joe Dante's always been kind of that. And this is just like so pure, just Joe Dante getting a riff. And I love that. Um, the thing that I really noticed this time is how fucking good the effects are. They're amazing. They're fucking incredible in this movie. There's a oneer where everybody's getting fucked up by gremlins. Yeah. And it's going through a hallway and out and like a guy falls. And I thought, how amazing was that day Mm -hmm. where it's a, it's filled with stuntmen puppeteers and like all this effects, like, like environmental effects, like steam and fire. And it's like, what a fucking amazing, I would give so much money to be on that set for that day. And see that happen. It was so good. The puppets look so good. The the yeah. pu- the puppetry is great. The stop motion is really good. Like it's blend. It's, so it's blended really well. Like this movie. Yeah, the fucking gargoyle. Like yeah. that whole sequence That's... where he attacks the extremely traumatized father. Yeah, Murray Futterman. Um, yeah. Fucking. They do a giant winged gremlin attack outside on the street in the middle of the day. And, it, and looks, it looks good. It looks good. And they do it like it's man. The I never noticed before. I don't, and I'm not sure why, but it's like seamless. The, yeah. Just well, like when you think about, you think about other movies around this time mm-hmm. and when they do stuff like this, where it's like, even if the movie's good, they still don't quite like ghostbusters where it's like when the dogs come alive, there's some shots where you're like, oof, that didn't look good. They didn't pull that off. You know what I mean? A little bit. Um, but yeah, this, Man, this and this like uh, had a much bigger budget than I realized. Um, and it right. must it must be all of this effects work because, man, I really can't overstate like the gremlins look so good and the puppets are yeah. cool as shit. And they do the thing 
when the gremlins get wet this time and the the little pustules form on their back, you can actually see the tiny gremlins inside those things, and those things are being puppeted. Right. It's it's great. It's incredible. It's so good. <laughs> like I it's, never it's noticed it such, before. <laughs> it's such a good yeah. This is like a it's really a good, good effects movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Even it's the a masterpiece. Even the electricity gremlin, you know, it's it's like old It's an animation, yeah, and it looks great. It looks so fucking good. It's it's like um integrated into the shot so well, like it's seamless, like you said. Yeah. God damn. This movie. They pay off the electric they electric all the gremlins mm-hmm. using his own kind. Yep. The gremlins who again, they just want to visit New York. Yeah. That that's the th- tragedy of the gremlins is that they didn't do anything wrong like they're just existing and like yeah they're little they're little scamps you know they're little troublemakers um but they they like they don't kill anybody they maul people um Um, i mean they kill christopher lee yeah they do Um, but like they sure what he did they sure try to kill people yeah i guess that's fair yeah but like they're just hungry they're hungry little guys and they just want to they're singing new york new york at the end they're celebrating they're just so happy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of like, like it made me sad when the intellectual one is singing New York, New York as he dies. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. How did that one know Marathon Man was a movie? I don't know. They all they all just have an awareness <laughs> the, of pop culture. Yeah, the dentist is the is it safe? And yep. I was like, huh. He sure it's does. It's weird that he saw Marathon Man since existing. I love that one of the gremlins looks like a fucking dock worker. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a gremlin for everyone. It looks like he owes a whole lot of money and yeah. <laughs> around town. And then yeah, and then the one that's just stupid as shit. Yeah. It's just googly-eyed gremlin. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? That woman is racist for thinking that was Gizmo. Oh uh, yeah. Like, that's yeah. not Gizmo. Phoebe Cates does not remember what Gizmo looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a few years. That's fair. She didn't spend that much time around Gizmo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um, it funny that she picks up a, a creature that is absolutely not Gizmo. Yeah. <laughs> it's Gizmo with a severe head inju- injury. It's like it's, it's Gizmo not on Gizmo. speed, man. Yeah. Like, that that, that gremlin. That fucking monster home. That gremlin's heart is beating fucking thousand times a minute. <laughs> yeah. They also do the meta thing where they, they have her start talking about uh, the Lincoln, Lincoln Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and then the part where they start questioning like feeding it after midnight, which I forgot the button on that, which is a gremlin bursts out of the controls. Sure does. And just fucks them up and it is brutal. It is. It's it's that and the spider are the two most intense the parts spider. of the movie. Yeah. Man, yeah. that spider. Yeah. Well, you have to teach Gizmo to kill. And the spider's a good first kill for mm-hmm. Gizmo. Yeah. Uh and then and then he uh, does he take another life, Gizmo? No, he I just I think they he, at he, the end he roasts this thing and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. It's good. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, he doesn't do a good job at not getting wet. I mean, that's partially Hitler's fault, but uh yeah. <laughs> It's like he could he could avoid Right. It's wet like he's rooted easier. to the floor there. It's like, dude, just yeah. what Come are you on, waiting? Gizmo. What are yeah. you a puppet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are you, some kind of doll? Yeah. God, this movie rocks. It really does. If you haven't seen this movie, it, it obviously uh, there's a certain sketch about this movie, about how batshit the movie is. But then when you watch it, it does all kind of make sense. Mm-hmm. That's what's incredible about it, is realizing what it's about. 
that it's about, you know, taking uh, a film that's unique like Gremlins and basically like it, like injecting corporate greed into it mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, you want that? Here's what that is. Uh, we, everybody gets a gremlin. Oh, there's a bat gremlin. Oh, there's a lady gremlin. Like that is very much on purpose, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like it, it, it works in the end. It, it just like really works as a sequel. Uh, yeah, it has some problems as a narrative, but I don't think it <laughs> cares. Like it's, the yeah, part it, where he goes to jail felt really useless when it was like, he gets arrested goes to jail and they just cut to her bailing him out and they go back to the building and i was like well why even do that to give the gremlins time to hatch because billy billy knows what's going on so he would be looking for the eggs i would say detain him in a like a like like they have like if like target has cells which is fucked up but like it's like they could have like a security hold in the building just do that you know what I mean? Like just yeah. have him just have him in a cell in the building and he's like yelling to the doctor. You got to believe me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just a, a slightly more efficient way of doing it. It's not a big it's not a big note. It was just like the weirdest moment for me. Yeah, and it's also solved with a single shot. Yeah. Like it's it's like a a wonder of it just shows some mimes getting taken out of the the paddy wagon. What? Do you, you think those mimes did? Oh, hate crime? Do you think it was a hate crime? Multiple, what did they do? Multiple murder. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're all serial killers. Yeah, they're clowns, Dave. Oh yeah, they're just different killers who happen to all be they mimes. They happen to all be mimes. They all went with the same, the same motif. Yeah, what a weird thing to put in. Yeah, <laughs> into this. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's it's wall to wall gags. Like every scene yeah. has a gag in it. Yeah. Every single one has like yeah. a weird thing. Yep. Um, Movie's out of its when, mind. When they get wet, yes, and they reproduce. Mm-hmm. Does that feel good for them? Because it seems to feel good. Mm, it doesn't seem to in the first one, or when Gizmo's is shooting balls. In this out of one, his they're bag. like, oh, like it. It feels kind of like they're coming. Of course, a little bit. I would like yeah. to think they're coming because I want them to have a good time. Me too. And they seem to be having a good time. Yeah. They're having the best time of anybody in the movie. Yeah, they sure are. And I, I, yeah, there's nothing like coming 10 times out of your back. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Anywho, at the end, <laughs> um, the, and uh, this is, uh, I also, this is part of the mo- broader message. At the end, Daniel Clamp sees uh, his home, the, the, the picture he drew of his hometown. And yeah. he's like, that's what I want. A slowed down life, and it's he's going to Disneyfy small town. Yeah, but he sort of learned the lesson. He says, "You make a place for things, things come," which yeah. I like. Yeah, he sort of realized that he didn't build a, a building for people to exist in. Yeah, he built it for things. Yeah, neat idea. Yeah, profound, Fucking Dave. Profound, profound film. It's a about s- gremlins. A soulless building. He's realized he's created. Yeah. It's just uh, kind of like, I don't know, maybe a movie studio demanding a soulless sequel yeah. <laughs> to a, a movie that yeah. didn't need a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Really kind of left no room for one. Yeah. Really felt like it's, that story uh, was complete. Yeah. What studio was this? Warner Brothers. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Warner all Brothers... The, all the Looney Tunes? And then, like, the one gremlin oh, yeah, literally right. gets the WB shield tattooed on his chest. 
Well, someone pointed out recently, have you noticed that in recent Warner Brothers movies, they are the villain of their own movies? The Matrix, they're the villain in the new Matrix. Space Jam, they're the uh, villain. Space Jam, they're the new villain. There's one other. Like, they should... They really need a fucking... Like, I. it's clear this is a long-term problem for them because in Gremlins, they are also the villain. And so it's like, shit. Maybe you guys need to rethink your entire approach. If you're if the movies you're forcing people to make keep writing you as the villain in the movies, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Yeah. Cause that is Warner Brothers, right? That's like that's been their technique forever now, is suck the marrow. Oh, you liked Harry Potter? Let's do a bunch more Harry Potters. Yeah, all this all the really garbage Superman sequels. Um, I mean, and it's clear that the Wachowskis, it's clear that from the Matrix Resurrections that they came to them and said, we're making a sequel. This is going to want to be involved. Yeah, this is going to happen whether you're on board or not. Do you want to be on board? Yeah. Yeah. And I would argue they they Joe Dante it in a way. Yeah, I didn't love it, but I think they did as best as I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only one of the Wachowskis that came back. But it's Lana. Did she do it? I don't. I, uh, I'm sorry. I don't remember which I which of the Wachowskis Lana, it was. Yeah. I think apologies you're right. to the Wachowskis. I think you're but right. But like, it's clear. Like, she tried to make a good film, but she also included the Joe Dante of it. Like, yeah. 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 It's just funny how like take the hint, take the hint. Yeah. It's. I mean, and it's again. I wish this wasn't still relevant, but it also ties back to the bad guy always being soulless corporate capitalism. Right. And it's just not only have we not evolved where it's just problems just gotten worse. (laughs) That was what the whole summer news movie was about was about how Donald Trump in our childhood, all the boomers making movies was like, he's the villain. He's the bad guy. He was the shorthand for a villain for 30 years of movies. And then they're like, hey, let's vote for him. And it's like, did you not watch the movies that you made for us growing up? Yeah. Like he is the villain. It's yeah, we embraced we went the wrong way with that stuff, or at least a portion of the country did. And this movie is a good reminder of that, which is like it goes hand in hand. It's all the all the things. I think a lot of the like it's, you know, franchise culture where people are huge. There's fandoms around franchises now, you know, and like, right. People standing movie studios uh, in uh, it's it's yeah, yeah. And it's, it's all swimming the same ideas. Yeah, and then billionaire The fandoms. tech bro world. Yeah. yeah, the tech bro world is now crossing over into the conservative realm uh, in a m- bunch of ways. Uh, when this comes out, I think some Warner's will have already done a Peter Thiel episode, and that's uh, that's a big one uh, because he also funded PayPal with uh, Elon Musk and he is sure now did. funding politicians. Like, those worlds are converging. It's business leaking into other things that it shouldn't be leaking into is always bad. Capitalism shouldn't be a part of our government Mm-mm. and shouldn't be a big part of our entertainment. That's what Kremlin's two is all about, baby. <laughs> oh, fuck. I did not expect this conversation as yeah, going to be as prevalent in our Kremlin's two. Kremlin's two is great. <laughs> but that's what it's about. You don't feed it after midnight. You can't, you can't get it wet. Mm-mm. It's it's about rules. It's about not crossing over because if two things combine, that's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> and that's what this is about. Yeah. They, again, art 
and business. They keep saying it. And it's like, that's not good. It Mm-mm. doesn't, it, it's necessary. Like you have to, in order to create art, you need someone to, you need to make money. You need a patron. Yeah. Yeah. But there needs to be a big wall between those two departments. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. it's hard though and because the people make the people giving the money have to be arti- have to be convinced of the art, and the people who make money and who are business people aren't uh, bless their hearts. They aren't necessarily artists or creative people, but they feel the need to be like, I want this to entertain me. I want my ideas involved. Well, and then you also and get, that's where things go wrong. You also get uh, what you know, sort of clamp at the end where he's like, "Oh, this is what people want." When he sees Kingston Falls, you, you just see a product. It's just a product, right? So, and yeah. again, not to sound too pretentious about it, because there are people who are good at both. Yes, of you course. Know, there's yeah. your James Camerons. Um, and like, who am I, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, there are good artists, bad artists, et cetera, but there is a need for that separation that it feels like we don't have enough of anymore. I agree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm afraid the result will be that a lot of pop culture during this era will vanish in time because it just won't be compelling. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 won't vanish, Tom. G2, baby. No, yeah. Gremlins 2 will stand the test of time. Yeah. Like, like Rembrandt. Because it's art. Yeah. It's art, <laughs> folks. Yep. <laughs> it it oh, is. Fuck. It really is. It is. I don't know what to say. I don't. Yeah. It sounds funny. I'm sure people who pressed play on this podcast thought we were just going to talk about how batshit it is. And it right. is. But, it, but it's intent. It's, it's all intentional. It is. It yeah. means something. Yeah. It's not just Holy shit. Chaos for chaos's sake. It is it is yeah. all very intentional. Yeah. God damn. All right. I feel like I'll just be repeating myself mm-hmm. now. Yeah, we can wrap it up. <laughs> all right. Vincent, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, indeed. Yeah, this was a good this was a good idea on your list and we chose it off your list. And I'm glad we watched it and talked about it. Me too. I think we learned a lot. Listen, folks, we have a Patreon because uh, we need money. We do. Because we're bad. We're bad business people because that's uh, that's not what we know. It's that's not, not a, the it's, life we know. It's not a skill we possess. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed, uh, we would love it if you could give even a little bit uh, for five dollars a month. Uh, $5 one month, you get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spiel Boys. Those are Ooh. all available, every single one, for $5 a month. Uh, you can kick in a little more and watch movies with us every Friday night, which we do almost every goddamn Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a bunch of tiers where you can get custom podcasts and stuff like that. So check it out. Yeah. Uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlynnEmployed.com. We can find mm-hmm. a link to our Teespring store where we have t-shirts. Merchandising. <laughs> yep. T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters. Yeah, we should. We should make little suction cup dolls of ourselves. Yeah. Haven't we done that? We should do that. Or like rubber fuck dolls, Tom. Well, yeah, but still with suction cups. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, so you, you, so lots you can, of suction cups. So you can yeah. fuck them while you drive. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally. Fuck them while you drive. Yep, That'll be our on the box. We'll, yeah, be on the box. Yep. A little picture of us giving a thumbs up. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> let's just make f- fuck toys for the car. Exactly. That's a need. Yeah. That's a need that's not currently being filled, Dave. Exactly. That's a good idea. Yep. See, we're great at business. <laughs> we're such good business guys. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> time to go dominate the world of business. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>